0: One of the notes I took while I was re- I was like rewatching Bodyguard is what the hell is Mick Jackson? I never even heard of this dude.
1: I Had the same thought when it said you know directed by Mick Jackson. They said
0: I'm big like, letters a Mick Jackson joint.
1: Who? It's weird because after Bodyguard he doesn't do anything. Um, Look
0: at the the disrespect for Volcano.
1: Yeah guess i was just more of a dante speak kind of guy that year i don't know i didn't see either one of them he did a, a TV movie
0: theory. called live what is ben clean
1: ben. slate with dana carvey that was his follow-up to bodyguard Ooh,
0: there it is that's the mistake right there dana carvey
1: <laughs> say this bitch makes a connection with us and with access chemicals
2: what kind of damage are we looking at if he ties us in with Axis Chemical, we're dead and buried. We should move immediately. I say we break into the place, trash the office, and make off with the records and say it was industrial espionage. Jack, smart thinking. That's the way to go. In fact, I'd like you to handle this operation personally. Me? Hello, sweetheart. I wonder if you'd mind waiting in the next room. That's all, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. That's all.
0: to do this in the fumes
2: in that place Jack It's an important job I need someone I can trust You are my number one guy Now Don't forget My friend, your luck is about to change. Police department. Get me, Lieutenant Eckhart. Let me make you a little bigger so I can see more of Hiro's. face. There we go.
1: Do you like his microphone? I do. I do. My daughter decorated it.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the Popsicle sticks. <clears throat> I assumed it was one of your
1: children. <laughs> Don't know. It's, it's a sound quality trick. It's, <laughs> it's my, uh, it's what is it, uh,
0: the dude from Aerosmith, how hey, he puts the scarves and shit on his mic. Mm. You know, it's my little version <laughs> of it.
2: What, Steven Tyler?
0: Yeah, that guy.
2: Yeah. Man, names. Names are a thing
0: today. Yeah, I'm struggling. It's early. Just having my energy drink, so.
1: I get it. All right, so... Um, Welcome back to uh the grand gesture. This one I take no credit for. Uh this happened right before Thanksgiving. I get a mm-hmm. random tweet from my co-host Derek saying, "Got to do the bodyguard." Mm. Everyone remembers the soundtrack. Uh I think was it I think is it still the best-selling soundtrack of all time? I believe it is. So that I mean that's probably a thing of the past. I, I don't think we're ever going to see Right. Uh, Any sort of soundtrack or album reached the heights of uh, 45 million copies. And as I uh, can assume, uh, it wasn't because my co-host really wanted to watch the movie again. He was on a Whitney Houston (laughs) YouTube spiral in the middle of the night. And here we are. We're going to talk about The Bodyguard, which was... uh, It made exactly uh, the same amount of money. $411 million worldwide as Batman 89. So, uh, 1992... This was, this had to be the number one, I assume, film of that year. Um, no, it was second, the second, yeah. next to Aladdin, which, yes. um, I don't know, if, I don't know how much Disney we can really put on this podcast, so that one probably won't make the cut. We'll save that for The Lion King. We are bringing back the Kevin Costner expert and uh, Hiro of Marcus Plate is here for The Bodyguard and i by his face, which you can't see, this is not a YouTube thing, doesn't seem as enthusiastic as he was for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Why is that, Hiram? Oh well,
0: I took a little umbrage at the term "expert." I'm a fan, but I'm not an expert. I just, um, I hate to, you know, get sucked into the Grendel's uh, definition of expert that he likes to throw around on that other thing you he do. Oh,
2: Come on, I'll introduce you to Rachel. Tony, huh?
1: Did you love it? I bet you loved it. What do you think, Rachel? doesn't
2: know, Rachel, Frank Farmer's here.
1: Bill, do you
2: think this is me? It's terrific. (laughs) Frank Farmer's here.
1: Who's here?
2: Frank Farmer, the bodyguard.
1: I think Rory should be my bodyguard.
2: (laughs) Rachel, raise your butt out of there and come meet this man.
1: All right, I'm up.
2: Frank Farmer, Rachel Maron. Hello. Hi.
1: Wait a minute. Oh, you don't look like a bodyguard.
2: What'd you expect?
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe a tough guy.
2: This is my disguise.
1: Mm. Well, this timing's good.
2: This is Nikki, Rachel's sister and personal secretary. No. Nice to
1: meet you, Mr. Palmer.
2: Tony Scabelli.
1: Special name. Side
2: Specter, Rachel's publicist.
1: So, can we get you a drink?
2: Yeah, orange juice.
1: Straight? Yeah. Nikki. Listen, this whole thing is Bill's idea. A sudden obsession with protecting me. Come on, baby, get up. Tony has always done my security, and I think we've done just fine. Rachel, is this what we talked about well, today? Bill's right, Rachel.
0: It's time you took more precautions. Nikki,
1: Nikki.
2: I, I'm sure the guy will tell you the, the number of nuts running fan letters, jumps every time is no. on the
1: cover of a magazine.
2: Not like this.
1: Relax, guys, relax. Said I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna do it. See what I'm dealing with here? I'm willing to go along with this thing as long as we all understand each other. I'm not gonna let this thing alter my life one little bit.
2: Honey, I mean, that's not going to be a problem. Rachel runs Rachel. a very informal household. We're all on a first-name basis.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you're going to fit in front. Um, you can choose whatever alarm system you want for the house. Uh, some kind of improved security for the gate. Well, what else? Rachel. What, what else? Well, I think I'm safe when I'm here at the house. So I guess the main thing will be is when I go out.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Tony will and you in all that stuff, okay? I don't want you to follow love me everywhere I go. Um, the most important thing is this, though. I will not allow Fletcher to be affected by this thing.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna cover that. We'll have to tell the boy you've got some other function, okay?
1: I don't want him to think he's in prison either, so the grounds in the house must not be altered in any way. He shouldn't even be aware that you're here. Miss Marin. Rachel.
0: There's been a mistake a misunderstanding, so if you'll show me the quickest way out, I'll save us each a lot of trouble. You can go by the pool. The, <laughs> the first the time I Holy watched this up. movie was a few months ago when I was gearing up for uh, the Costner summer that was to be uh, on the old mm-hmm. True Romance. And yeah, what happened there? I think I was a little late to the party with this one. You know, I think that this is a, definitely a, a time capsule type of movie, right? Like, it's... you. Ha- I remember the soundtrack like it was yesterday, right? All of these songs play. They still kick ass and all that stuff. However, I really fought... I mean, this is... Early 90s, so I'm still fighting off some of the, the romance movies and stuff. It was just too saccharine for me, I guess, at the time. Like, that's why I didn't latch onto it. Oh. So that I, and then, you know, in, in pure uh, Teenage Rebellion, oh, it's the biggest movie of the year or whatever it was. It made $750,000 million. Um, I just bucked up against it. Hmm. So, I caught up with it for the first time recently, and, you know, it's there. <laughs> i do like the military style uh kidding out the house montage it was way more hardcore than i thought it was gonna be
1: i liked the uh i like movies about people doing uh i guess strange jobs not that it's strange in their world but i don't ever see myself like an ad executive in. Uh, that's, that's getting a little vague. I feel like ad executive, uh, you know, marketing, or the classic one of rom-coms is like working for a magazine, which I think probably has finally gone away. It's just basically code for they're wealthy and they don't have to actually do their job. They have plenty of time to run around New York City chasing Kate Hudson or something. But when you're actually, to what you're saying, Hyrule, getting into the particular process of someone, I mean, the title of the film was The Bodyguard, I enjoyed all of Kevin Costner coming in saying, Uh, Here's where you're fucking up. Here's what. Here's what needs to happen around here. Uh, I enjoy the uh, kitchen fight sequence with her uh, old uh, trustworthy goon Tony, and I enjoy what is the actor's name there? Just like a character actor who just has a face to be like a goon.
0: You know what he is? He's the guy from Goodfellas. He is the guy who is the midnight commandant that lets him in for the Latanza heist. He's that guy,
1: Mike Starr. You uh, you went uh much uh, high, more highbrow there. I was going with he's the assassin that fucks up in Dumb and Dumber, allows <laughs> oh, yeah. Jim Carrey and yeah. Jeff Daniels to to whack him accidentally. Um, all all of the stuff that I think you could attack Kevin Costner for as a performer. Uh, in our previous Robin Hood episode, I think Derek called him wooden. I actually think works in the Bodyguard. He's meant to be a wooden guy, keeps his calm, don't emote too much. And eventually Whitney Houston will want to fuck you because of that, because of how boring you are. I think that's the the premise, right? Entire
2: premise. Absolutely. In credits. Uh, just show up. Just, just hang show around. Up.
1: Don't have a personality uh, and Whitney Houston oh, will have sex with
0: hold you. Hold on, Derek. I think Mike uh, yeah. posed the, the – tossed it over to you incorrectly. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and take over for Mike. <laughs> I, I, I know that <laughs> thank you you and I have had kind of a sidebar conversation as we're trying to ramp up for our boomerang discussion that's gonna happen in the very near future. um I know that you listened to the rewatchables right you and they talked about yes. so they yes. talked about Kevin Costner and bill and I'll give credit to Bill Simmons here. I know he doesn't need this this shit, but uh. <laughs> I'll give him credit. <laughs> Maybe here. he
1: does. I've listened to some of his podcasts; it's pretty good. He might need some pointers on how to talk about movies. I like his stuff, but anyways, he told a story about. Didn't he say Robert Forster and Jackie Brown was the worst thing about Jackie Brown? I would
0: agree with him too. But let's. Uh, oh. They're both awful. Oh. Can
1: I can I can I finish
0: my story here so I can k- k- kick Derek off correctly here? As this is all being edited kick out, me off, any, any
1: hype for Bill Simmons is being taken
0: out. <laughs> he told the story at at the Grantland. They had like a Christmas party, and Kevin Costner showed up to the Christmas party. Which I don't think uh, Kevin Costner's going to be showing up to the grand gesture party or the uh, Marcus play party or anything like that. But that's neither here nor there. He should. He said Absolutely. that every man in the room just man. clutched onto his woman. You know, once Kevin Costner <laughs> ran into the room,
1: like every single man to the man clutched. All right, I'm leaving this in because Bill Simmons is a twerp. That's about four eleven. He has good reason to clutch and on I'm, as she drags him away. I, I and now
0: I agree with you. Is I would not clutch. I'd push because I'd be proud <laughs> to be covered by Kevin Costner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All
1: right. Wait. How does this it. bring
0: me? I have no <laughs> idea. You how Derek, this. Now I'll talk about Kevin Costner's sexual <laughs> yeah.
1: appeal. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> had such a problem with the way I had tossed the ball to you. So now, what are you going to do with this?
2: Oh my God. Um. I'll say this. He. Oh, Jesus. Uh, this is much you be more of by cuckolded by Kevin Costner. <laughs> oh, I can't recover. There's just nothing.
1: To... I sometimes feel like I'm not appreciated as a host enough, and I feel like right now Derek is appreciating me and all my hosting glory. Man, you did a beautiful uh, job. I just, know how, I just always prepare for the cuckolding uh, question. Uh, I, if you can call it a question, the Hiro has. You just have a stock, you know, sounds great, moving along type answer. Mm-hmm. So my problem, <laughs> I will try to <laughs> take the ball back after that one uh, went off the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> Kick it back <laughs> to the open shooter Hashtag Grendel. <laughs> the problem, 46 times. The problem, <laughs> <laughs> I think, is it's Whitney Houston that's kind of wooden here. Equally wooden,
0: mm. right?
1: Yeah. Mm. And so I'm watching this with my wife because she <laughs> – I said, okay, I got to do two costume movies, Robin Hood and Bodyguard. And she says, there's no way I'm watching Robin Hood, not doing that. So Bodyguard, I think she felt like – it's kind of like Titanic in a way. Even if you haven't seen it, you're like, oh, that's like a classic romance now, right? Sure. Like, I probably should watch it, or I have some feeling that I may like that. And that was her one big takeaway, where she goes, that is, I don't know if I've seen a love story where you have two people that have very little personality that you're meant to be swept up. And most of the reason you're meant to be swept up is that they're under constant attack. The The conflict is right. just literally life or death. I think it kind of works. But it's, you know, if you start to pull on the strings a little bit too much, like if you take an individual scene and try to watch this on YouTube, as far as like, oh, Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner fall in love. I don't know if it works at all. If if you don't have the whole. I don't trust discipline. I know at that crucial moment I'd cop out. It happens. But not to you, Fierce Frank, huh? It happens. So have you ever liked anybody?
0: What do you mean?
1: Like me, a girl.
2: Yeah, a long time ago.
1: Mm-hmm. What happened? Do you mind if I ask? You
2: mind if I don't answer? I don't want to pry. Boy,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> she didn't die, did she? <laughs> While you were protecting her, she got killed, right? <laughs> God, that's not it, is it? That's it, isn't it? No, but it is perfect. I'm sorry, Frank. I'm sorry.
2: Nice try, though. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: was less dramatic than that. She didn't love me anymore.
2: Can you imagine that? This date, Frank. Probably and it's and part of it is uh, what this is her first uh acting role ever, right? I think she had even went to uh, the director and had asked, like, Do I need to take acting lessons? And he was like, No, no, don't like, don't worry about it, you'll be fine.
1: Which you know, the when the great Mick Jackson says don't <laughs> there worry it about is. It. you you <laughs> heed. <laughs> his words <laughs> well she
2: did and and i will say this because it has been so many years since i watched the film uh at least, especially in its entirety i knew that it you know some of the performances weren't the best um knew i assumed that that uh, you know i'd have a lot of moments for where i was thinking man this is kind of tough to get through these whitney scenes uh she was nominated for a razzie and it still isn't as bad, I think, as I had assumed that it was. Does it make sense? You know, like when I when I'm watching it at the age of five, I'm not paying attention to any of this stuff anyway. Right. I'm just you know tearing up when Costner gets shot, uh, and my my sister's pulling the sheet back from my face as my, my eyes are wet. And I'm embarrassed. I'm not noticing though, in the, true story. Uh, but I'm not noticing. <laughs>
0: Are, no, are you were you embarrassed then or you were embarrassed
2: now telling us a story? I'm in a perpetual state of embarrassment, okay, so fair it's fine. Fair
1: Especially enough. after that little anecdote about him being proud to have Kevin Costner <laughs> <cuckold> him. <laughs> he was ashamed that he's ever agreed to be on a podcast in that moment. And so, uh
2: when looking at her, uh her some of her performance you're right, it is it's flat. Um but it's not it's not awful. It's just not enough when you have uh, the role that Costner's playing, where he's supposed to basically be very Billie right? Like mm. he's not—he's not about hey, You like that? You like mm. that? He's—he's mm. he's not going to, to to really emote in any sort of uh, of way. And it's difficult when you have two folks who are not emoting, because you're—you're going to ask someone to carry that weight, and because of how Costner's character is supposed to be, and because he's. Pretty new at this stuff. I don't know if either one of them are able to adequately carry the the emotional burden of a relationship, right. at least how it's depicted. Kind of like you're saying, pull up a scene, and I, I don't know if I'm going to get anything from any scene. I don't care if it's the scene from the bar. Um doesn't really do
1: much for me. I think it's always having – this is dangerous uh, territory for me to engage with because I know where Hiro's <coughs> head is at. Having a third party in this Mm, film is very mm, important mm. (laughs) because the third party is usually um, a a rampant asshole, whether it be her publicist that's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's been some death threats, but we really need to get this music video down. We got to get the choreography (laughs) down. We need her to be focused on this. Don't worry about the Uh, semen.
2: On your sheets,
1: yeah, that was, and I, I kept waiting for a scene where it was going to be revealed that it was him, because I was like, wow, he's real dismissive, <laughs> like the semen here, like it just happens all the time. <laughs> there are a few misdirects uh, with a pretty bad, like a blonde wig type. It's like the, you just see like a wigged man uh, that shows up later. Excellent casting, just... by the way. Who is that guy? I don't is know, there... but
0: he freaked the shit out of me, man. Like he's
1: he's very freaky looking, but it's an obvious misdirect, right? Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's just the nerdy super fan guy. Um, where I mentioned the, the failed assassin from dumb and dumber who just comes in, like basically people come in and just question Costner and then he's immediately vindicated by yet another attack Mm. on either the property or her. So it seems like the option is, well, they should obviously fall in love because this is the only, the only person in her particular orbit Mm. that can keep her safe so that's I mean this is it's very caveman like right it's like we're just meant to root for them to have sex just so she can have security provided by this man that's it there's not like a real connection as far as the two of them and I'm kind of glad that the film spoiler alert I guess for it doesn't end with them married or like you know on a beach somewhere it's like you know the job is done and he did his job and she's thankful for it and now she's got some old guy that will probably get her killed if this you know ever comes up again
0: and he's moving on to the next uh, client, you know,
1: <laughs> to bed. He used air quotes, as you all can't see that. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. I it's supposed to the make podcast. sense. So with...
0: you know, in defense of uh, – well, not really in defense. I, I agree with you, Derek, that uh, she is not giving a lot to the role. But I think that uh, what the great Mick Jackson was thinking is that um, it's just inherent that she, she's going to be uh, – a. Uh, an object of attraction for kevin cost i mean she's a rich hot looking lady famous lady i mean what's not uh you know in the caveman sense of of red mike you know it's
2: <laughs> it, it,
0: what what else do you want
2: that comes on to him though is that odd to, was that because that's something i didn't re- re- yeah, re- remember yeah yeah she's kind of exactly. aggressive yeah, yeah. is she
1: just being as practical as him though because i kind of liked her little speech where she's like look I can't have sex, because you're going to be standing over top, and I know Hiro would love it, the third party in the room. Of Kevin Mitch like Samar, just
0: pushing on the butt cheeks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, I can't I can't fuck because of you, so it might as well be you. And I, yeah. I, I kind of liked how straightforward she was. That was And, and to be fair,
0: it's Kevin Costner. I mean, I
1: mean, it could have been Sid,
2: her publicist, who was a much better looking... I fear calls- that
0: Sid is not going to be interested, and that uh, it, 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 she, she's more Sid is more competition hmm. for Kevin Costner. Sid's than- more
1: of a solo act, and that bedroom he had built for her that she doesn't sleep in—that's just that's where Sid is. It, that's
2: his masturbatorium. It's a pretty There's nice a word.
1: One. Got high ceilings. And just yeah. Just- fire away.
2: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> just- well, you can live with it, or you can fire me.
1: But I can't fuck you. Everyone said she was a sure thing. But of course you already knew that.
2: Somebody broke in and masturbated on the bed.
1: Hello? Mommy? That's your baby, is that you? No. No.
2: Masturbated on the bed.
1: I'm surprised, thorough fellow
2: like yourself. Why stop at one sister when you could have fucked them both?
1: Jesus loves me. I hate her.
2: Masturbated on the bed.
1: What's the name of the bar? I'm not sure. How I was the very ba- stoned. Masturbated. What do you make the of bed. the sister here? You know, this is a film, strangely. Hiro is, as he's wont to do, has steered the ship into an inappropriate theme. But the sister does play into that. All of yeah, Hyrule's fantasies. Where she is so. I guess ultimate spoiler for the bodyguard. Although I had only seen this once as a kid mm-hmm. and it's weird to me, the things that you remember. Cause I didn't remember <clears throat> the blonde haired guy. <clears throat> I didn't remember like even that weird metallic get up that Whitney Houston has like that, that sequence, none of those things, uh, none of the, the attacks I remembered. Um, and as soon as the sister's face that they do this weird sort of cutaway to her, judging like mm-hmm. costner's like arrival i was like oh yeah she's the one she's like involved in this and i don't know why that stuck with me and i remember the boat attack on the child i remember mm-hmm. the near miss mm-hmm. of the and maybe it's because i was a kid and i'm like oh damn they almost blew up to the, the kid himself but
0: now uh, you're rooting for it is that what you're doing
1: <laughs> i i still wondered about yet again going back to the like the failed assassin of dumb and dumber i you know this guy uh not tony because he's good but the the actual assassin that's revealed later in the film is supposed to be competent. He's supposed to be in the trade. And I still don't really understand the boat bomb sequence myself. Um, hmm. Cause the one thing I can say that I find really appealing sexually about the Whitney Houston character is she's not very, she's not really an attentive mother. <laughs> the child is usually, <laughs> he's usually pull side where she can see him, <laughs> what she's created, but she's not heavily involved in his life that I liked. From I'm the Costler, of I'm a Nasty this. Hellcat, according to you know, <laughs> <laughs> a six pack of Michelob
0: and, uh, and a, uh, a happy meal from McDonald's. Do, do we have kid. to
2: question the bodyguard's uh, uh really ability to, to do his job in any way, knowing that he somehow still allowed the assailant in the home or the cabin at his dad's place to, to kill the sister? Mm. Like, we give him so much credit, like, he comes in and wrecks shop and says, wait, we need security cameras here, Mm. we need, you know, this chain link fence, whatever we need to do. I'm going to take you to wherever, Colorado, and we're going to go see my dad, and I'm still going to let somebody get shot and killed and a boat blown up, in which a kid would have been in, had I not just jumped in.
1: There is a little bit, it seems like they're just giving enough to be like, oh, he's still the bodyguard, even though he's playing chess with his dad. Some right. strange three-year struggle they're having uh, with the chess. I mean, he's game. drinking
0: too, isn't he? Is he drinking a little bit?
1: He's drinking a little bit. There's obviously no speed chess here. There's no clock. But also, like when the sister is coming and basically she's coming on to him and kind mm-hmm. of revealing to the audience that she has some pretty dark feelings about her sister, some jealousy issues that she wants to have sex with the man that her sister's, I guess, currently having sex with. Uh, he's going around locking doors that probably already should have been locked. Did you like this, Derek? Where he goes to a window and is like, "Let me double." Oh, this one was left open. Yeah. too. I'm like, "God damn, people!" It's like you just leave the whole house is just wide open to anyone. And yeah, they don't really calm the carpet, but it's almost like they reveal to the audience, like, "Well, the sister's been—you have an, uh, an inside threat." That's the reason that he's he's failing here. Is that they're you know the the uh, assassin's always one step ahead, but. If I'm going to Houston, uh, I maybe pull back the sex offer. If you know my child's almost blown up, I don't know if I think that's the the luster has gone off Costner at that point, Hyro, as it should be.
0: No, nothing would deter you <laughs> from the, the the gravitational pull that is Kevin Costner's nether regions. There's no way anybody turns this
1: dude down. I'm telling you. Uh, Can I uh, give a little a, bit of trivia for you, okay, Hyro? Go ahead. Sorry. On his nether regions, strangely. Oh. <laughs> Nothing, no numbers or anything brought up. I read Maybe where, wait? no, I, I don't know about the heft, the girth, none of that. Um, <laughs> that Madonna was interested in this part, which at this point Madonna actually was. Like, you know, we did Dick Tracy on this on this show. Uh, she had a like a basic basic instinct like movie that I've never seen. Strangely, with uh, Willem Dafoe. It was Willem I Dafoe. That I, I've always yeah. vessels. There There's a bits. big I've wax scene
0: in there that was. Mm-hmm. Very formative for me.
1: As I said, strange that I've not seen this one, but Bodyguard, I remembered who the villain was. I remembered all the twists. Um, And Kevin Costner just shut that down, even though it would have been naturally marketable at that time. Madonna's right there with Whitney Houston in the early 90s. And mm, it, I don't know. It probably would have been, a, I think it probably would have been a better performance if you're wanting to make the celebrity here be um someone that, feel in some way deserves these attacks like Whitney Houston is just so passive in a way you're not left any room and I think Madonna they would have played it more as far as she's spoiled and have she's, you seen you
0: know, truth or dare the Madonna documentary
1: that's the trivia I was gonna bring up Kevin Costner has he's in there a cameo yeah and apparently <laughs> they mock I him. They, <laughs> he comes in and says that her concert was really neat Neat. Yeah, <laughs> and Madonna. As soon as he walks out of the room, Madonna, they start doing impressions of him, saying neat over and over. Yeah, calling him a big old dork. And Costner saw the you know that get released. That's you know that's in the the theatrical cut. Everyone could see it, and he swore off Madonna from that point. So when she expressed interest in the bodyguard, Costner said, "No fucking way." She she <laughs> called me a dork. I like that about him. I like it. he has this little list, and Madonna, Madonna's on it. Not Whitney Houston, though.
0: But you would have rather have seen Madonna.
1: Red uh, Mike. I think Red the Mike. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I think the character's a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they Wonder were free. Why. Well, I mean, if we're... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, so uh, so what about the to... boomerang recording? Look, <laughs> 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 well, uh. man. I, uh, I know Derek will disagree with me because he hates the mole on Madonna's. Face that's that's a, a no go, but I I think the the sort of like spoiled clientele like that sort of they come from two sides of the the tracks thing probably works better because Madonna would have played it more like a an asshole and I think Whitney Houston she's not here she she has reasonable requests um, but mm. it's just you know there's not as much of the the conflict between the the two the the, the romantic leads here
0: I uh, I think that she
2: would at least ruined the soundtrack. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I, I do... I, I, bro,
2: I actually agree there. I do think that there's something to be said for the fact that, that it's a white male and a black woman. And, and that's kind of how they market it without saying anything about it, right? But you, they were able to play up, you've never seen this on a uh, uh, film before, right? A domestic white male and this black superstar, <laughs> and they're going to have sex. <laughs> and that's one of the enduring... Uh, like features of this film. It it just yeah. it just is and it always will be. And and so I don't know if it would have done the same numbers if it'd been Madonna. Even if Madonna was you know nationally maybe more popular, maybe slightly slightly it would have been really close at that period. Um the enduring nature of this film is partially because of the racial aspect of it.
1: Would it would have been trashier. I think it would have been more like a uh just a pure thriller. In that way, I, I think the song for one <clears throat> gives it more
0: songs, the uh, plural. Well, there's a bunch of hits. Off yeah. This.
1: But the, the, the iconic one, if you've not seen, uh, the bodyguard, um, you know, the, the cover, I guess, even though it's identified with the bodyguard specifically, that gives it that almost Titanic kind of quality to it. Yeah. Where it's this, Oh, like, Oh, like, my Ballad. Wife, like Oh, that's like, that's a great romance. I, I need to see. Sorry. And then she watches it and she's like, What is this? Like, you know, this is not, um, and I don't, I think it's more people identify it with that Whitney Houston song than they do the film itself. They think that's what the bodyguard is. (laughs) Madonna, there would be nothing (laughs) like that. It would have been, well, frankly, it would have been more body of evidence. I hope. And Mm. look, I'm just, Hyro. I know you won't go on record, but it would have been a better movie. It would have been a better movie for you. Little, uh, 10th grade Hyro would have fucking loved the body of evidence version with Kevin Costner as a bodyguard. I will
0: say I did watch Body of Evidence, at least parts of Body of Evidence, a lot more than I watched uh, um, Which Bodyguard.
2: Do you recall which parts? What,
0: see, it's kind of hard with Body of Evidence because I, I, I do find <laughs> Madonna and to be a very sexy woman. But the thing is she's having sex with Willem Dafoe, who is like the king of the uggos.
1: <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't like Defoe's O face that he's given you there.
0: Oh man, it's like watching a lizard fuck. It's not. It, I mean, it's he's he's no Kevin Costner.
1: Huh. I can't think of two more distinctly different actors than Willem Defoe and Kevin Costner. As far as I think Defoe as the bodyguard would be absolutely manic when they're under attack, and Costner during a sex scene. I can't really imagine him having hot wax poured on him or pouring it on a woman. Like, cause he would not emote anything. There would be, there would be nothing in his face. And I think that would take me out of it. Clearly it wouldn't you, but it wouldn't work for me. I'm just saying this probably worked out the best of both worlds, right? They ended up in the movies that they should have been in the whole I, time. Yep. I'd agree. <laughs> so did anyone like the bodyguard here? I don't, I feel like this has actually been the top podcast that I like to do where we get to the end of it and I don't really even know where my two, you know, our guests and my co-hosts here. I don't even know where each of you stand on this. I feel like we've kind of talked around our own personal enjoyment of it.
2: Um I, oh, it is and well, actually we'll do this. We'll bring it back to how you led into this episode, which was me texting you and tweeting you and facebooking mm-hmm. you about how we need it to did do stalk this episode. Me. I Across all the messaging of platforms, yes. I, that's the only way to get you to respond. Um, busy man. <laughs> and so it did come from me going down the YouTube rabbit hole because I'd love everything Whitney Houston from pretty much 1987 to 1991. Um, and so I was watching like a live performance of, of all the Man that I need. And I'm like, man, she's just a an angelic voice, just one of the best voices I've ever heard. And so it got me thinking, got to do the bodyguard. Why, why weren't we not doing the, you know, the, uh, the soundtrack you know, doing that comparison with the Batman soundtrack, like all that kind of conversation. And I had romanticized this film a little bit more, um, uh, than what it really deserved. And so going back and watching it, uh, there's, it, it's, it was not an enjoyable time. I'll put it like that. Um, uh, even though I do enjoy the songs and, uh, Everyone is serviceable, and you can't have everything, right, from the directing to the dialogue to the to the engagement between your two main characters. It can't just be serviceable. And that's how I felt about a film that's only really pulled up by the soundtrack.
0: Mm. Serviceable is an interesting term. <laughs> like for me, why. you know, I... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I go Don't back ask to, such questions. I go Derek. back to
0: uh, <laughs> the earlier discussion that Derek was saying about Whitney Houston not emoting much. I think it's the way Whitney Houston is framed, right? She's hmm. supposed to be this diva, this this larger than life. It's funny that they call her an actress and not a singer in the movie. It's you know,
2: yeah.
0: but then there's like little nitinoid things that just peck at me the whole time that with Whitney Houston's character and the way it's not her delivery, it's the way she's framed. She, there's like, she, you know, she's foot stomping around like a, like a petulant child the whole time and saying these real childlike things and doing these childlike, like when he puts her down after she, you know, he, he carries around in her Bicentennial man outfit and he lays her in the bed. <laughs> you know, There's like baby dolls. and She sleeps in a doll in a bed filled with baby dolls and, or she's like stomps. I want to go to brunch with my friends. It's, it's very childlike.
2: Yeah.
0: And so it's hard for me to be like, yes okay, I got it, you're hot, I got it, you're rich, I got it, you're famous, but damn, you're like a little kid. So I just don't... That attraction... Maybe Kevin Costner did the right thing. He just, you know, serviced his client, did his job, saved their life, and then he just pulled chalks and rolled out.
2: Any criticism of Costner in this film (laughs) at all? (laughs) Well, his hair is terrible. Uh, Oh, really?
0: But I think he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed... He's supposed to be the wooden guy, you know. He's supposed to be the rigid former Secret Service guy. He's doing his job, and I think that they frame him appropriately as well. He's got a little bit of snark in there, a little bit of joke, and you know the thing is, I think that the the great Mick Jackson isn't so great, and he did a, Whitney a disservice because you, you yeah. know the job of the director is to help the actor along, particularly a a, a brand new actor um he, he, frame her properly you know give her direction don't put her in a bed with a bunch of baby dolls so don't you know have her this childlike figure you know the 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 object of nasty hellcat's attention with the with the absentee mom um they just could have done better with her character generally
2: they, they didn't give her any scope like no. every every reaction when she's mad she makes the same face yes. when she's upset she makes the same face right it's the wrinkling right here and you're right she could have been, you know, led in a little bit better of a direction in some of these roles, dirt roles, in some of these scenes and wasn't. And that's probably why we've not heard of Mick Jackson before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, alright. Um, Service Safe to say there will not be another Mick Jackson film on uh, The Grand Gesture. There, there um, does, it doesn't should... exist, does it? Alright. <laughs> <you know>. Volcano? Volcano? <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to do the Dana Carvey follow-up that he uh, you know, naturally one goes through after working with Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner. Uh, I'm trying to remember actually what we have next, Derek. We'll not have Hiro because there's only so much cuckolding we can take on the feed at one time. <laughs> is <laughs> it Unforgiven? Unforgiven – well, actually Unforgiven will be before this. Yeah. The next one we have up after this is Jurassic Park, which even Hiro, I don't think you could sexualize that. Mm. Could you? Long tails.
0: I don't know. Have you seen the memes of what's his name on the table? I
1: asked my wife about that because I watched the Big Chill for another podcast. And she said that Jeff Goldblum is uh, disgusting and reprehensible. And I said, what about, you know, because in Big Chill, he's like the the nerdy Mm kind of creepy one. The one that no one will fuck at all in this house of fucking, like going around constantly. Um, And I even pulled up the Jurassic Park thing. And she goes, no, not even that. And actually, I think that disgusted her more. Like, she is very anti Jeff
0: Goldblum. Wow. Okay. Well, so, we'll take. She's, uh, she uh, bucks mm. up against old film Twitter because film Twitter thinks that uh, Jeff mm-hmm. Goldblum is peak sexy nerd.
1: Thank God. Thank God for that. I can stay stay married. <laughs> if we have children, she will watch them from afar. Both of us will. <laughs> Wanders out into a field. Uh, I don't know what we can bring Hyro back for. Um Boomerang. I actually you know what here's the invitation I'm making it now because I'm looking at our list I want to bring you and the nasty hellcat from sober cinema on Derek and I probably won't speak too much on that episode I want you and Jared to settle debate about Jamie Lee Curtis and true lies because true lies is coming up on the um, phone. and that's actually our Valentine's Day episode so I want that battle to happen oh boy in podcast form
0: See, I don't is this the right uh show of yours to put it on though? Because I mean, between me and Jerry, it's going to get really graphic.
1: Are you asking for like an extended cut? Yeah, like <laughs> uh, can you put the X rating on it? Like put the the label on it? <laughs> You that albums used to buy physical like media, already,
0: no, uh, no kids under like 12 can listen to this.
1: You did the damage already with your weird anecdote about Bill Simmons deserving to be cuckolded by Kevin Costner.
2: No, I said and... me deserving to be cuckolded by Kevin Costner. <laughs> Different story. Derek, don't worry. I'll lead you in perfectly. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Here's the pass. How big is this dick? <laughs> your 47th shot.
1: I can't get out of the show. I'm going to have to record the outro <laughs> later. I can't do it. <laughs> Try it. Oh, sure. Thanks for coming. I thought it was neat. Yeah? Neat? <laughs> really neat? Yeah. No one's ever described it quite that way. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Okay.
2: No? And I. Well, I don't think we'll be making another deal.
1: Oh, really? Not yeah. neat enough for you? Yeah. No, well, no, no, not quite. No, no. It's, it's, we've got to put
2: the kids, we've got to get together the kids. Okay. okay. All yeah. right.
0: Hey,
2: thanks for the mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: neat. Anybody who says my show is neat has to go. Uh-huh.